Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Escaping Moral Adventure. I'm Fallon, and here with Mark, and we are here today to talk about judging. Dun, dun, dun. Mm, That's a heavy one. Well, as I was thinking about judging, I started thinking about jury duty, because there's judges in the courtroom. Oh, yeah, for sure. So this is sort of like lighthearted in comparison to probably the rest of the podcast. But I was thinking about how many times you've been, is it summoned? Mm -hmm. Summons? Yeah, you don't even know what it is because you've never done it. (laughs) You've never actually had to do jury duty, but you just got another one. Don't downplay it. I've had how many letters that I have to call in? Yeah. And I did go in. Remember one time? Oh, yeah, you did. And it's just funny because I know people who really, really want to do that and want to get that letter in the mail and they haven't gotten one yet and here you are probably on your I don't even know I can't count. 12th is that way too many I'm not sure but you get more than five you get those letters a lot I feel like they don't have your address or something <laughs> I know I think I've gotten one <laughs> but yeah that is that's a way that's definitely a type of judging yeah not the focus of our concept of judging today. <laughs> no, <laughs> but judging is seems like a seems like a I don't know a difficult topic. Yeah, I think it is a difficult topic because you know you hear quoted all the time. You know, don't judge others, and and that's quoted from the Bible more or less. Um, you know, so are we supposed to judge one another or not? And and what about correcting, right, or holding people accountable, or discernment? What about what about those things that are kind of in line with judgment? You know, using um, good judgment as well. So I think it's a tricky topic. And I think also culturally, right now, like you said, there's a lot of people that say don't judge, and I think that's aligned to our culture today that you shouldn't judge everything's okay you just yolo and (laughs) figure it out as you go right yeah okay so how do we how do we solve for this so are we supposed to judge are we not supposed to judge well believe it or not the bible has a lot to say about judging so i'm gonna go there because that's our foundation okay One article I found listed out nearly 200 Bible verses from both the Old and New Testaments that were just about judging others, and I thought that was a large number. Mm. And, you know, but the other thing about these uh, passages of Scripture about judging is that if you just pick out the verses themselves, it can kind of seem like some of these verses uh, contradict one another. And... When when we think that's happening, it's important to do a little bit more digging, right? We, as we or as I have learned, I guess, in studying the Bible and and all of that, it's very important to not take a scripture out of context. You need to read the passages before and after, and possi- quite possibly the whole book, you know, the whole like say book of Romans, um, to fully grasp that concept. Okay, well, let's get right into it. Two scriptures that seem to do this, and I think are probably commonly quoted, and it's actually Jesus speaking in both instances, are Matthew 7, 1, which says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. Seems straightforward. 
Then John seven twenty four says, "Stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly." So this is a key example. Yes, don't judge, but do judge correctly. Cor- correctly, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, what do we do about this? How do we take this one forward and figure out what we are really supposed to do when it comes to judging? Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing I did actually was look at the original language that this was uh, written in, which was Greek. And so back on uh, one of our love podcasts, we talked about, you know, in the original language, there were different words used for our word love. And, uh, but all of those words in the original language translate into English as love, and so it's important to look at the original language. So I did the same thing here with the word judge, but what I found is it was actually the same Greek word used in both instances. Of these two scriptures that we just read. Okay. Yes. And so I'm like, okay, uh, you know, let's then keep looking. Okay, so we find out that even in the original language, which New Testament was written in Greek, these two scriptures that may seem contradictory and that are often quoted by people using the same word. So we kind of take that out as a explanation for why there's contradiction. So how do we then solve this problem? Right. So then uh, we have to look at the context like we talked about earlier. So if we look more into the context of this scripture uh, of Matthew 7, 1, we find that it's part of Jesus's Sermon on the Mount. And so let's read, uh, let's read through verse five. So we'll start with one and end with five. And it says, do not judge others and you will not be judged for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Yeah, that's that changes it a little bit, I think, when you read that in context. It gives much more... Yeah, color to the teaching. Mm-hmm. I, I picked yeah. up on a couple of things. What did you pick up on? You got to judge yourself first, basically, or figure out the sin in your own life first, mm-hmm. and then you'll be able to better help someone else figure out um, that sin or, or trouble in their life. So there is a time and a place for judging is kind of what I picked out of that. Yeah, I, I got this sense there was this concept about being a hypocrite yeah. and don't be a hypocrite. That was definitely one of them. And then, yeah, there's this part at the end that says, then you can help your brother. And I love the language of your brother, meaning someone close to you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, don't be a hypocrite. Then you can help those that are really close to you. So there is some idea there about discernment, maybe, mm-hmm. or accountability mm-hmm. built into this scripture. So it's yeah. nice to read that in context. Well, and it makes me think, too, of walking the talk, right? Because if you don't walk the talk, then you're a hypocrite. So kind of talking about that here. And uh, one thing that this uh, brought to my mind was that quote, and I forget who is um, given the credit for saying it, but it says something like, preach the gospel when necessary, use words. And so I thought about that in this context as well. If you have a log in your own eye, 
you, you need to take care of that first so you can walk the talk that you're getting ready to tell someone else. Yeah. Is that, I like I don't it. Know if that makes sense, but I do get a sense here about another topic surrounding judging though, that I think is really important. And this is about judging. Hmm, how would you say it? The heart. Mm. And I do think by the Bible is pretty clear on this, that it's not on me or you to be able to judge someone's heart or another way to say it is judge their, whether they are in right relationship with God. Right. I can't judge if someone's saved. And what did you say about maybe their motive? Like, right. Yeah. The, their motives. We can't, we can't judge that. That's not our place. And that's only for God to do, only for Jesus to do, because that power was, or that responsibility was given to him by God. So that's a key part about, even as we unpack these and give more context to these scripture, and we find out that there are things like discernment, helping your brother whenever you've gotten through your own problems, that you still can't judge someone's heart. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing that, you're not in alignment here. Right. Good. So that's more context for our first scripture. Anything else you want to talk about on that one or should we hit the hit the next one yeah, a little bit? Yeah. Let's move on to John 7:24. And in this scripture it, it says stop judging by mere appearances but instead judge correctly. And so here we're seeing, you know, just some other thoughts about this idea of having discernment. Yeah, in fact, Jesus in this scripture was reacting to a crowd who was actually passing judgment about him and his the work he was doing, and they were doing it based on his appearance and the mm. appearance that what they had seen of him and what they knew of him by reputation. Okay. So it was exactly, I think, consistent with what we saw earlier about not being hypocritical, but also having good discernment. Mm -hmm. And he here says it, don't judge by mere appearances, judge instead judge correctly. So I think it's a very important discernment message here as well. And now when you read the previous scripture in full context, you see that these are consistent mm -hmm. teaching from Jesus. Yeah. To further build this idea of consistency, what you find a little bit later in Matthew 7 is also very much aligned with this. You see this scripture in, in verse 6, which is exactly after the one you just read. Mm -hmm. So Matthew 7, verse 6, do not give Dogs, what is sacred, do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under your feet and turn and tear you to pieces. And then a little bit later, watch out. This is verse 15. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? And so we see this having discernment being a key part of mm -hmm. Jesus' teaching. Mm -hmm. So it's consistent from this discernment idea that we see in John. We see a discernment message in Matthew 7 in the Sermon on the Mount. So we're seeing consistency in Jesus' teaching about having discernment. And of course, to have, a, have discernment, you have to make a judgment call on things. Right. We've often used this Got Questions resource, and they have also a great resource, no surprise, on this topic of judgment. One of the important messages in their article, which we will link to, which I found really good, was about having discernment and making a judgment. And there is a thing called objective truth. And so it's not that everything is subjective. You can actually go to scripture, see what's true. 
and make a judgment call or have discernment about those things. We know Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So he is the ultimate truth. His words are truth. The scriptures are true. The commandments are true. So we can use those to make judgment calls and have discernment. Yes. And I think an important piece, too, when, when we are making judgment calls or using discernment or or even helping someone remove the speck from their eye, this type of judgment, it has to come from a place of humility. It's not coming from a place of pride or arrogance, arrogance as in, I'm better than you and I need to show you what's wrong with you, you know, because I have it all together and you don't. It's That's not where we're coming from. It's coming from a place of love, a place of helpfulness and humility in that, look, I want to help my brother or sister in Christ walk more closely with him. So I'm going to point this out to them with love and gentleness and humility so their eyes can be open to that. Maybe it's a blind spot for them. That's a great point. And I would also say a way to check yourself on this is if you feel compelled to point something out to a brother or a sister or someone close, sit for a second, check your heart, ask yourself, Am I doing this because it's going to make me feel good to do Mm. that? Am I going to feel self-righteous? Right. I mean, ask yourself seriously. These are not things we like to admit, but sit down and ask yourself, is that why you're doing it? If there's any part of you that's doing it for that reason, confess that, get rid of that before you take that to your friend. Mm -hmm. Of course, make sure, like Jesus claims here, let's not be hypocritical when we do that as well. But it's very important to check that. So making sure that you're not being hypocritical, making sure that you're not being self-righteous, better than, arrogant, like you said, from a place of humility, from a place of love for your friend. So to try to simplify what you find about judging in the Bible, when you read the Bible for all it's worth, when you give it context and look at the word and look what Jesus said more thoroughly, we're to judge behaviors, not people. That's what you kind of see in there is you have to be able to discern sin and be able to understand when there's sin and make a a judgment call on that to be discerning about sin and where is sin in your life, being able to even help point out where there's sin in your friends and your brothers and your sister's lives. But we are not to judge the person, their heart, their motives, whether they have a right relationship with God or not. That's only for God to do. And then lastly, what I would say is even whenever we are having that discernment about sin in our lives and in others' lives, doing that from a place of humility and a place of love. The last thing I would add is just when scripture seems to contradict itself, do a little bit more digging. And I know that's not specific to judging, but I think that's really important. And hint, it never will. (sighs) I know because God does not contradict himself. (laughs) He can't. But that's what's so great is you go a little deeper, you dig a little deeper, and this um, now I'm getting on a tangent here, but the Bible ends up just continuing to reveal itself. And if you know how to read the Bible, you can actually pick up things here, and that was pointing to something over there, and then you build this incredible story out. Yeah, it's one huge story from beginning to end with more than 40 authors, 30 to 40 authors, and... uh, it's consistent, you know, like it all points to Jesus. And oh, it's a beautiful story. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Thanks for joining us today. If you found any of this information helpful, we would love for you to share it on social media with your friends, with your family, subscribe to our podcast, all the things. We'll see you next time.